hello. Hi, guys. You are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. And I'm Carrie. And, and we both have sexy phlegm. Oh, yeah. It's great stuff. <laughs> um, and I just got rid of a headache, so I'm not doing a We're shot. We're going to skip the shot <laughs> this week. <laughs> but you guys are more than welcome to go ahead and take a shot. Yeah. I am already <laughs> a couple of glasses of wine deep, and I might have to get another after Carrie's segment. I have chased a delicious <laughs> antibiotic pill with some delicious water, <laughs> and I'm on the tail end of it, but ugh, still making that noise when I breathe sometimes, so sorry. Can't get rid of it. Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you hate it. It's uh, beautiful stuff for the ultra sexy topic today. Oh, yes. It's great to punctuate your favorite topic with sickness. Yes. <clears throat> But I do. I feel like Phoebe when she's like, my sticky shit. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. she gets the cold and Aww. she's like, oh my gosh, I sound great. Because <laughs> her voice sounds all like husky and weird and yeah. nasally. <laughs> I've lost my sexy phlegm. <laughs> they took that off Netflix. <coughs> it's fine. I own them all on DVD. Yeah. New Year's Day. They were like, sup, fuckers. They were like, fuck everyone. <laughs> There goes everyone's favorite show. Yeah. Except not for me because I have them all here, so it's fine. <laughs> You're like, so it's fine. That's fine. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched it on Netflix all that much because they cut they cut things out. Yeah. They did the TV releases. I have all the extended releases on DVD. Nice, so. nice. And if you buy it on Blu-ray, it's still the TV cuts. Just a little fan. Uh Tip I'd be so pissed. For the masses. You have to buy it on DVD, regular DVD, and then you get the extended cuts. You can get the slim case or you can get the big, chunky, colorful cases, but those are the only ones that have the extended cuts. Mm. And I found that out after I bought the entire series set on Blu-ray. <laughs> it was an Amazon special. I bought the entire Blu-ray set because I was like, oh, it's time to upgrade. Like My, my discs are getting kind of worn out because yeah. I fucking watch it all the time you know mm -hmm. and i was painting our old house and listening to it and i was like oh punchline was gone <laughs> no nope put it away sent nope. it back like, i sent it back oh yeah it. oh i would too because i was like nope this is not what i asked for <laughs> i wanted this exact thing yeah on blu-ray instead of dvd this thing right here. You Why think would anyone that want they the TV would? Cuts? Yeah, you'd think that they would do that on the Blu-ray, and they would do the TV cut on the DVD. But stupid, stupid. I also ordered stuff from Amazon this week because I'm about to start back to school, and I want to have a Britney Spears level meltdown and chop up all chop off all of my hair. No, you're not doing that. But we're not. No, I'm not allowed. We're not doing that. No. <laughs> No, we're not going to do that. Yeah. I, we're going to breathe, yeah. and it's going to be fine. <laughs> I've been looking at my syllabi, like, do I really want this degree? But I'm like, I also really want to yes, do that Yes, you want this degree. So, yeah. Oh, my God, Kaylin. I know. I know. I, but I, I got to do it. Gotta yeah, do it. you got to do it. You're in this deep. Don't quit a year and a half away from finishing, you twit. No, I'm not going to. 
I did think about it, but I'm not going did to. And quit two classes away from finishing. No, two no. gen ed classes away from finishing. Oh my god! He, and the place where you work would pay for you to finish your degree if you would just do it. He could take classes online through Sky. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. One of them's a fucking English class, Kay. I would. I would help. I'm an him. English major. Yeah. We would both oh, help him. I've screamed until I'm blue in the face. It falls on deaf ears. It's not my life. It's his life. It's his piece of paper. If he doesn't, if he wants to tell his child someday that he quit college two classes away from finishing his degree, that's his business. Yep. It's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come up. <laughs> if and when that ever happens, it will come up. Yep. So, yeah. anyway... This is the first episode that we have. Re- this feels so weird to be. Re- it's it's weird. So we're recording remotely because yeah. life. And <laughs> it's just so weird because this is we haven't recorded in like a month, you guys. Like, oh, this is yeah. The first we've recorded since leaving for our own little Christmas break. So we've had like a month long break. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. I've been super recharged. I don't know about you. I've been sick the whole entire time, but Ugh. it's been very refreshing. It's um, been really nice to be able to breathe a little bit yeah it's been <laughs> um, very refreshing to not have yeah. to be like oh shit what am i gonna write about this week and like, oh god yeah it's just not that i don't love this but it's been a welcome break yes i get back in the swing of things <laughs> i was gonna do this last night and i procrastinate a little bit when like i'm really excited about things but Me like too. i i can't and I, um, <laughs> I hadn't done this in so long. I, I was doing my I research know. and I was like, okay, this is great stuff. I can't look at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, read fan fiction until three in the morning and um, then got up this morning and did it. But I'm I really excited. Didn't have the option to do it this morning. I did it last night and I made myself do it because Josh was sitting there and he was like, what are we going to do? Like, what do you want to do tonight? And I was like, okay, well, I have to write this thing first. And he was like, let's watch The Witcher. Let's watch The Witcher. And I was like, well, I've you're going to have to let me so write this good. first. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Uh, I was like, you have to let me watch the- write this first, and I'll be fast. If I can, like, have that as the reward at the end, like, I can do it and focus and be fast, you mm-hmm. know? So he watched Big Mouth and finished season three of Big Mouth while I did the- while I wrote my nice. thing. And then we stayed up way too late, so... <laughs> Watching two episodes of The Witcher because they're very long episodes. Oh, yikes. Well, I mean, I think they're an hour, but just a lot happens, so they kind of feel long, you know? Yeah. It was good. It's very intense, though. They've got a lot of intense shit coming out on Netflix right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in my queue that I need to get caught up on. There's a bunch of new stuff. It's Mm -hmm. just... Like Dracula? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. The most important thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Sex Education. <laughs> Sex Education Season 2 comes out on January 17th. Ah! That's so soon. I didn't realize I know, I'm how so soon excited. was. I'm so excited. <laughs> they released a trailer. You guys can find the trailer. It looks amazing. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, if you haven't watched Sex Education yet, go do it now. I'm going to finish it tomorrow while I yes, do my notes for tomorrow you night. Young lady. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. You will laugh. You will cry. It is so fucking good. So many good messages. So many good things. 
opens a lot of doors, lifting and get, blowing the shadows and cobwebs away from stigmas, and it's just so fucking good. Yes. So good. I want to plug one thing before we get into okay. this. Um, I started listening to Corpse Husband on YouTube. Um, the fuck is that? So he is this guy who narrates uh, creeper stories like we <gasps> really like. And I've, um, I've heard about him through Lowy for years, but I haven't ever like listened to him. And uh-huh. I started listening to him and his voice, oh my God, is just perfect. And like he oh. uses his platform, which is huge for um, like bringing awareness to online dating, to wow. being safe online, to being safe with stalkers, to being safe, like just safety is his number one priority and like he's going through a lot of physical health issues right now um so his uploads are kind of slow he's got a shit ton of stuff up though it's really cool to just like go and listen to it um and they will spook you and like you'll learn shit while you're doing it oh it's so exciting yeah and i just i love what he uses his platform for and you all should go check him out and give him some money because he needs help paying for medical bills so oh my goodness yeah wow that's awesome yeah new thing to creep myself out with at night yeah (laughs) to add to the weird antibiotic dreams i've been having okay (laughs) he's gonna be doing a face reveal this year possibly and i'm really excited he, he so he's not it's it's just purely audio. He doesn't like he has pictures that like he's made. Like he does animations and stuff, and like he mm. has a icon that he's had up, uh-huh. but no one knows what he actually looks like. Oh, that's cool. He should yeah. keep it that way. It's kind of like Sia or whatever. Well, the fuck her name is the lady that like turns around and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just he's worried that someone's gonna do it before he can, and he wants to. Oh, I see. Like, he doesn't, he wants that to be his thing. He doesn't want someone else to do it for him, so. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, well, (gasps) drumroll, please. (laughs) Insert noise here. Insert, yes. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. Uh, (laughs) We have a very special episode today. Yes. Um. Um, we're both so excited, too, because we love this topic. We do. And um, we want to say a very special thank you to Chastity, because Yay! this is her pick. She was our first Patreon donor, and uh, this is her pick this for This is an her episode, episode pick. So, yeah. Yay! Um, All right. Yeah. So this week, we are talking about <gasps> cults. cults. And this- <laughs> <laughs> this is a very big topic, so we will revisit it. But oh, absolutely! This is a really cool way to start off this little series. So oh yeah, yeah, fun one to start the new year on for us. This is definitely this is the first time we're recording, and it's a great one to start with. Oh so yeah, I'm super pumped. So, um, let's dive in, yeah. shall we? Yeah. All let's right. Go ahead. Cool. So, um, my because I know that we're gonna revisit this, I decided to keep things pretty broad. Um, just so that then maybe next time we can both do cases. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I could narrow the focus and tailor it to whatever case you do next time or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, I tried to keep things pretty broad. So, um, I delved really, really far (laughs) down a rabbit hole of the psychology behind this, because that's actually kind of what fascinates me the most about cults. So just so that everyone knows, like, 
this was a topic that was already on our list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I'm sure it was very near the top. Um, we so just hadn't. Chastity? Yeah, we hadn't felt yeah. ready to tackle it yet. So. No. This because, is so nice just push. for my part, at least, like, you guys know how much I love stalker stories and true crime and all of that. Like, cults have predated my love of everything else. Like, <laughs> ever since I first found out that cults existed, I've been insanely obsessed with them obsessed with how scary things can get obsessed with what what happens in someone's head and how quickly you can get sucked in yes and like you do it without even noticing exactly it's so seamless and that's what makes it so scary yeah because this can literally happen to anyone you guys Mm -hmm. literally can happen to anyone so um So that's actually what's in my intro right here. It says, I think the scariest thing about cults is also what makes them so fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's the big question. How do they suck you in? (laughs) How is it the people who have always behaved like normal members of society are suddenly brainwashed into these terrifying societies, communes, etc.? How do they end up killing each other, signing away all of their assets to a leader with clear self-interests, mm-hmm. or, heaven forbid, committing mass suicide? How does oh, that yeah. end up happening? Like fucking Jonestown. Everybody knows about it. It's not yes. the case that I'm doing today. But, no, definitely not. Um, um, but that is <clears throat> being willing to... That's not to, the only one. Oh, oh, I know. But like the scale that that was on was insane. Mm-hmm. And, and it's yeah, something so, that is uh, unbelievable. Like the it's- cocktail of this evening is uh, Kool Aid. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Grab your Kool Aid shot. That's what we should have done. We, we should have. We should have made a Kool Aid cocktail. I've got Kool Aid so like mixed up in the refrigerator right now. Kind of. It's kind <coughs> of Kool Aid. Mix it with your wine. <laughs> That's disgusting. Don't do that. You're, I see your face. You're considering it. Please don't do that. It's Starburst um. all pink mix. Like, that would be so good in my Moscato. Oh, it is Moscato. That's true. That might not be that yeah. bad. Okay. Well, sorry. Wasted chance. We'll do it next time. Um, so, uh, da, 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 da. okay. So, just to clarify. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You're frozen a little bit, though. Okay. You're frozen on a... Okay. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. You disappeared. Oh, you did for a second. I think it was on your end. Okay. That was weird. Yeah. Were you still talking? Because I couldn't hear anything that you said. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? Oh, no. I was just trying to be like, hey, are you are you there? Like- oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was really crazy. Oh, it's fine. Okay. All right. So just to clarify, um, I... I, I can only speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure that you would agree with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't think any of this is funny. No. Uh, but where there is horror, there is usually a little comedy to be had. <laughs> yes. And the more we can laugh at the things that scare us, the, the less, less you're going to cry. Yeah. Exactly. Um, plus, the more educated we are, the less likely we, we are to fall victim to these harmful groups. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I thought that was just really important to say at the top here. Um, okay, so and like in. it's it's really really easy to fall into shit like this without yes. even knowing it, and like you'll oh we'll get to it, we'll get yeah. to it. 
All right. So the first thing I wanted to point out just here at the top is I wanted to talk about the difference between cults and religion. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I found a really cool little blurb, but basically, basically what it, 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 I don't know. It's really wordy and really kind of douchey sounding. So like, yeah, basically what it boils down to is you can tell the difference between a cult and a religion when I'm trying to think how to put this into words. Um, Cults are very inwardly focused and churches are very outwardly focused, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so like in a in a cult, you're serving the leader. You're serving a, a leader and possibly serving your own self-interest. Yeah. In a church, you're serving, you're of course serving your... You're s- serving the community in some way. Yeah, you're... You're serving the spirit, and then you're also serving your community, the people yes. around you. You're not focusing on yourself. Exactly. And that can be a fine line. Um, And I do want to clarify, I might be a little biased as someone who's been brought up in church, but, like, tithing is not the same as paying dues to move up levels in a cult. Just to throw that out there. and Because like, people compare that all the time. They'll be like, oh, well, in Scientology, you have to pay to move up levels. So that makes it a cult. And then people, the Scientologist or other people, I don't know, probably not Scientologist. But, you know, other people are like, well, in the Baptist church, you have to pay to be a member. And it's like, well, that's not true at all. No. You're encouraged to give 10 per- Like it says, give 10%, but you don't have to. I've never tithed in my entire life because I'm too fucking poor. <laughs> I can't. I was given. But I'm still able to go and enjoy and enjoy the community and all the benefits that go along with that. I was given so, an no. allowance just to tithe. I it was not an allowance oh, for funny. me to go and do shit. It was you're going give to get the, this money and then you're going to give it to Jesus. So that really isn't the same thing at all. No. That's not what tithing <laughs> is supposed to be. No. It's not. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You poor thing. No. You poor unfortunate soul. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. I didn't need it. But anyway, so just to clarify that real quick, cults are very self-serving. It's very much, a, a lot of times it devolves into some very unhealthy practices. Um, There can be a lot of abuse. There can be a lot of isolation and things like that, which of course we'll get into, but it becomes clearer the the more when you study both it becomes very clear that they are not the same thing no so in church you get a community of people that care about you and they encourage you to be around others and uh, to be around yeah that's the that's the big that's one of the biggest difference to encourage you to be around other people Mm -hmm. cults tend to isolate you from everyone that you know and pull you away and then and tell you that uh your parents don't love you (laughs) and mm-hmm. uh you all know, kinds of stuff yeah crazy shit like that all kinds of crazy shit mm-hmm. but the thing is that they don't just so here okay let me just get into it so this is i um <clears throat> i got most of my information from a really good article from psychology today that was written by a woman who is of course a psychiatrist because that's you know the people that write on psychology today yeah but she <laughs> is also a former cult member Love so it. This is very, very cool. We're coming straight from the horse's mouth here. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, I'm not going to rewrite her words because I was really going to dive deep this week because I love this topic so much and I was going to like really do my homework correctly. And then I found this and I said, fuck it. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) and then watch the witcher. I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm coughing so much. Okay. So, um, 
So let's ask ourselves, what makes an individual vulnerable to a cult? Okay? Mm -hmm. So, hang on, let me find her name. Okay. Real fast, because I want to give her... Uh, I miss my chair <laughs> from there. I moved my... Alexandra Stein? Ooh, I, I think I know that name. She also wrote a book called Terror, Love, and Brainwashing yeah. about being in a cult. Yeah. Which I want to read really badly. So, um, okay. So, there is a very inaccurate stereotype of needy, weak people looking for cults to join. However, no one joins a cult. A terrorism scholar, Martha Crenshaw, put as terrorism, sorry, as terrorism, <laughs> that didn't make any sense. As terrorism scholar, Martha Crenshaw put it, most people get into dangerous groups, quote unquote, by accident on their way to other goals. And cults do not want dysfunctional or unproductive people. No. That would be a drain on the cult's resources. They want functional, useful people who will contribute in some way. So people come through into cults through a variety of different pathways, um, and they bring a, a variety of different personality types with them. Um, in addition, there are so many. There are a lot of people that are also born into cults, which I forgot about. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I, I mean, no one's <clears throat> fucking immune. No, you could be born into it. Uh, I knew a girl. Just like with any group, I guess. Yeah, I, I just never thought of yeah. that. I knew a girl that was born into a cult. Um, and she, I mean, she left it when she went to college and was completely cut off from all of her family. Oh, that's terrible. Um, has had a really tough time, but I mean, is doing amazing now. But well, yeah, because you miss your family, but you're in like, you know, not, mm, I don't know, eating weird shit and... <laughs> Yeah. Whatever the fuck goes along with whatever she was involved with. Eating yeah. meals of vitamins or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, and they're all just so different, you know. But Oh, like every they, single one, yeah. But they have the same base. Yeah. They they tend yeah. to follow the same fingerprint. Mm -hmm. um, the same blueprint, if you will. Um, but, just so, the one. Just have different doors. Yes. The one thing that seems to be supported by the most research um, is that new followers are more easily recruited when they are at a normal life blip, as Margaret Singer put it. Mm -hmm. um, if one is between affiliations, such as moving house, going to college, getting married or divorced, or breaking up a relationship, expecting bereavement, that kind of thing. So, like, in between, in a time of transition anyway, and kind of maybe looking for answers. That weird liminal space where nothing kind of feels we real. And, and nothing kind of feels right. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of displaced anyway. And you're looking for something to maybe fill a hole in your life. Or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Which we can all relate to. Everybody's fucking been there. Which means we're all fucking vulnerable to this. So be careful. Yes. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, be careful. <coughs> So a person embarking on such changes may be looking for a new relationship, hobby, religious affiliation, or even a new gym. Yes, there are many fitness-based cults. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Right? <laughs> and all such changes can expose a person to recruitment attempt, which also makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, that's so crazy. I never thought about like a fitness-based cult. But like, let's all work out every day. Like, what is the, I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's all 
let's find those. That only be next drink episode. whey protein only, shakes and yes, <laughs> only f- and eat kale. <laughs> Kale's good. Fuck off my kale. <laughs> like <laughs> I do like kale. I had kale in my smoothie for breakfast Aww, this morning. Nice. Okay, so. But I, the only thing was that I didn't puree it quite enough. And so every now and then I got like a leaf booger, Ugh. like up through my straw. And I was just like, Bleh. okay, I can't finish it. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> and yeah. Yep. Uh, but, okay. So she says, but in my view, the main vulnerability factor, vulnerability factor is ignorance. Ha ha. What did I say? <laughs> what did I say? Validation. Just don't be an idiot. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, I'm and kidding, that's the thing. Don't bury your head in the sand about this yeah. kind of stuff because it's scary. Learn mm-hmm. about it. So that we all need to learn about it so that we can avoid it and be smart. Oh, you froze. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. A person lacking knowledge of how cults target again. and recruit people and the mechanisms they use to entrap people may not be able to identify a coercion attempt when targeted. Mm-hmm. So... You identify a trifecta, a trifecta, a trifecta. I don't know what that word a tractor. is. Tractor. Yep. <laughs> you identify <laughs> a trifecta of terror, love, and brainwashing as key to cult behavior. So, let's see if we can explain the intersection of all three of those. Okay. Terror, this is love, such a cool and brainwashing. Article. I'm excited. Terror, love, and brainwashing. That's the name of her. That's the name of her book. So she brought it full circle there. Yeah. I really want to read it. Uh, I do too. Shit. Like. I say in a demon voice into the microphone, I want to read it. Okay. Um, oh my God. Sorry. Sidebar for just a second. Um, and I'm going to leave this in because it was pretty funny. So <laughs> I was listening to an episode of MFM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting caught up in the car by myself. And <laughs> something, I think it was a live episode or something. So like the, uh, the sound was a little bit weird anyway. Mm-hmm. And it, and Karen was in the middle of telling a story, and then she kind of like sighed into the microphone, and that like came out of all the speakers in my car, and I <laughs> almost ran my car off the road because it scared the living shit out of me. Oh my god! I thought that there was a ghost in my car, and I was gonna die. <laughs> oh Jesus! It was like a. I don't want to do it in the microphone because I don't want to scare anybody, but like <laughs> it was terrifying <laughs> and it was so different because they'd been talking and talking and bantering and they'd been screaming. And then all of a sudden there was silence and just this weird breathing. <laughs> I was like, ah! oh, oh my, my God. God. It was awful. Uh, I hated it. It was a hate crime. <laughs> well, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, <sighs> $83. It's still a fair amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly fair. Oh, goodness. Okay, so the same dynamic that occurs in domestic violence also applies to cults. First, a person is... Lo- so it's like grooming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like when people are groomed for- by pedophiles or groomed by any kind of abuser. Uh, Couple couple spousal abuse, any of that kind of stuff. You get groomed in this way. So mm-hmm. first, a person is lured to group, or a person seem or or a person who seemingly shares their interest and concerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may then be subject to a kind of love bombing, giving ex- given extreme amounts of attention, which can ooh, I burped. I'm so sorry. 
which can feel flattering. I did. You're welcome, <laughs> can, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're welcome. Sorry. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, which can feel flattering and seem to be the sign of having found a safe place. Mm-hmm. So you're imagine that you're in this place, you're in this limbo time period of your life, and then you meet somebody and you come to this group and you have this rush of affection that's addictive yeah that is something you get high on just like you get high on meth just like you get high on cocaine it is something that if you have not experienced Mm -hmm. it ever you're gonna look for it all the goddamn time give me more yeah and you're not gonna listen when your friends are like that's weird you're not gonna do it yeah because it feels good yeah so then begins an attempt to isolate the person from friends and family Mm-hmm. The potential recruit becomes engulfed in a new system and out of touch with their old known network. So you're brought into this group and pulled away because everyone else is like, that's weird. And you're like, no, it's not weird. And then you're like, well, I don't, you don't talk understand to you about it anymore then. You like, don't get it. And I'm, um, yeah. And you'll then never you understand me. But that just, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, dad. Um, it's not a phase. It just, <laughs> It goes, but you know, that just kind of happens naturally. It's not like they, they don't even have to say, oh, your parents hate you just by having that experience and then going and trying to share it with the people you love and them saying, that's weird. You don't need to do that. I think I get a weird feeling. You don't think you need to do that anymore. You naturally say rebel against that. You know what I'm saying? Like you naturally say, oh, okay, well you don't want me to do what feels good and you don't want then you must not want what's best for me. I'm not going to even talk to you about it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and then, then you, you don't have that person away. in your life anymore because they're like, all right, well, fuck you. Like, exactly. I was just trying to help. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, not always, but well, and not yeah. always that quickly. But yes, like naturally, it just kind of it goes starts, into that. a divide begins. Yeah. Yes. Um. So that paves the way for the group to engage in terror tactics. Which is a which um which is they a scariest part sense of, threat. of it. Yeah, yeah, it's not super fun. Um, whether it's fear of the apocalypse, fear of being criticized, fear of the outside world, or some other group specific fear. This is fear when you is start. Part of it. Yeah, this is when you start signing shit away. And for the love of God, let if you don't get anything else from this podcast today. Do not sign shit away when you are scared. No. Don't make a stranger, (laughs) someone, or, you know, maybe not a stranger, but someone you've known for, like, you know, a few months. Don't, okay, don't sign away your shit and make people the benefit, other people the benefactor of, like, your livelihood (laughs) and all of your shit. That are not a part of your family or that you are in a romantic relationship with. Exactly. I feel like that's just kind of a good rule to follow for a while until maybe you're 94, single, and everyone you know is dead and you sign it (laughs) off to a school or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, do that. Mm -hmm. But someone who's shoveling pills down your throat and saying, I believe you can see this. You're having visions too. You know what I'm saying? And then like, they're like, you should sign everything to me. And you're like, okay. And then you're dead. Yeah. And then and you're dead. And they have all your shit. <laughs> and they've profited I mean, just like, from your death. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how it happens. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so um, anyway, so back to the fear. That actually happens much later. But this is, um, 
this is where what what unites a cult is a fear Mm -hmm. a fear of some kind so um she says i believe attachment theory provides a good theoretical approach for understanding brainwashing attachment theory is really fun what i said attachment theory is really fun i'm really excited really yeah okay and it holds that people run it holds that people run to a safe haven when they are afraid if the group has been successful, the recruit, now having had fear instilled by the group, runs to the only safe haven available, the group itself. Mm-hmm. See? Hook, line, sinker. Why don't you explain, can you explain attachment theory just like in a couple sentences? Because I don't think she goes into it much. If, if it is what I'm thinking it is, give me just a second. Because I don't want to be an idiot. Um, <laughs> It was my favorite part of psychology. I love psychology. Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't taken it in so long. Um, Is it Bowlby's theory of attachment? I don't know. It just says attachment theory. I'm going to say that this is what it is. So basically it's, it's a Freudian, like it, it's rooted in Freudian. um, Which Freud you can take with a grain of salt. Yes. He was a weirdo. (laughs) But, um, Basically, and I'm getting this from Google because it's more articulate than I am right now. Um, okay. The evolutionary Drunky. theory. <laughs> the <laughs> evolutionary theory of attachment suggests that children come into the world biologically pre-programmed to form attachments with others because this will help them to survive. And there are, I think, there's four types. Well, that makes no, sense. You you form attachments with people that make you feel safe. Yeah, and it's really it's. You see it first with your mother. Uh, mm-hmm. They're secure, anxious, and avoidant. Um, if a child is secure, if, like, say you're doing, like, you're having a mother and child come into a room, and the mother sits the child down, and she's there with the child, and the child is playing, and the child's fine. If she mm-hmm. leaves the room, and the child is still fine, that means that they're secure. Oh, nice. If she leaves the room and the child gets really anxious and she comes back and then the child's fine again, that's anxious. If it's avoidant, if the mom gets up, leaves the room, the child freaks the fuck out, she comes back, the child is still like freaking the fuck out, issue it's avoidant. Kind of thing. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Wow. It's it's really interesting to dive into. Cool. Yeah. And that like that ends up affecting every relationship you ever have it wow that's terrifying yeah (laughs) Uh, you all right it it is very deeply ingrained in you but you can work to overcome it it just takes a lot wow Um, so yeah that is terrifying avoidant types tend to like have a lot a lot a lot a lot of meaningless sex uh secure people are fine with just having some hookups it it like and that's generalizations but that's where the science is. So. And of course it's in sex because it's Freud. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Tangent. <but laughs> no, you're it's, good. I've, it's really cool. Freud is so weird. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about the, the consequences. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there are two effects of running into, of running to the group. Mm-hmm. So first it creates a disorganized attachment bond. Um, so, it's what Judith Herman described as a trauma bond in her book, Trauma and Recovery, which also sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a strong bond that is difficult to break so long as the person remains isolated from alternate safe havens. 
makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I thought that she articulated everything just so well. Like, oh, yeah. it's just step by step. I don't know. I just, she really knows what she's talking about. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's, it's a bond that's through fear and trauma, it, as long as you're in that group, if you see, and that's why people then like hire those like deprogrammer people to go and like kidnap them and you just pull them away from people and help them from the group. And then they see reality after a week or two. Sometimes that doesn't even always happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but which like, is terrifying. Trauma bonding is kind of similar to Stockholm syndrome. And yes. like we've seen yes. how that has affected people, you know, absolutely. Um, so emotional and cognitive isolation are key not necessarily physical isolation. So there's a difference there. You can still be there. There's several cults that I have read about where people were still going to their jobs, still were married to their spouses who weren't still in, who weren't in the cult with them and mm-hmm. still, you know, were f- basically functioning in society, but they thought they were the only ones that knew what like was really going on or, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like you feel yeah. isolated from everyone else in that way um so cults isolate followers by controlling their personal relationships and by restricting information sources to the cult so they'll discredit everything else around you oh you can't get that information from the internet you can't trust that book you can't trust that teaching Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying this is the real way this is it's all a conspiracy you know so um which i mean i'm sure it is all conspiracy but conspiracy is a fun word <laughs> That's the fun definition. Tinfo- we'll need we'll to go over. We'll pull out our tinfoil hats for the next episode. Oh yeah. So um, <laughs> there's your teaser. Wink, <laughs> wink for the week. Uh, so second, the disorganized attachment. It's characterized by running to the source of fear, which causes dissociation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Everybody remembers what dissociation means. That's when you disassociate from reality. Mm-hmm. You've broken with reality, and you're in this bubble here. Um, and we're going to have a whole episode on that, too, which I'm really yes. excited about. Uh, running to the source of fear obviously doesn't provide escape from the threat because it is a mal- maladaptation. Sorry, I can't fucking read because it is a maladaptive <laughs> way of coping with threat. The person goes into a freeze mode and is unable to think clearly about what is happening. So it's like you can't fight or flight. You're just like, ah, and you're stuck mm-hmm. because it's dis- it's it's a dysfunctional relationship, yep. basically. And it's a dysfunctional atap- attachment. I really can't speak. It's really fun. <laughs> uh, I'm glad my, my livelihood doesn't depend on it today. Uh, <laughs> so this explains why perfectly intelligent people can find themselves unable to rationally view a cult that they're involved with. Um, it is literally too frightening and disorganizing to do so. Yeah. They, the, the lack of alternative information and true havens undermine a follower's cognitive processes on matters regarding the group. They can't doubt it mm-hmm. is basically what they're saying. They're, they're so they're in this reality and then you come in with information of real of, of true reality and they can't handle it. It's too much because they've been through so much fear and so much trauma and so much stuff. And to be fair, there's usually a mode. I don't know if we're going to get to this or not, but a lot of a lot of cults use lack of sleep, lots of sugar or vitamins of some sort. Yes. Or sometimes booze. You're deprived of something in some way so that your 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 brain chemistry is off a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and so that you're dependent on them. So you, you get put into this disoriented state physically and mentally, 
And then they pour all of this information on you, and it feels like it's real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, reality's <laughs> fucking terrifying. Yes. But life is really cool when you let yourself experience it. Yes. It might be a little chaotic, but why have the same day every day? Well, you know? yeah, and also, you know, the end of the world's coming whether we want it to or not. Like, we can't just live in enjoy a it now. Isn't stop that. Like, yeah. we don't need to go eat beans somewhere <laughs> to keep that. Like, we don't need to, you know, dress in pilgrim costumes and live in a bunker and turn a wheel every day to like. It's stop not going to happen it from happening. You know? Yeah, like we we you know the, well, and that's not even the only thing. Like, there's just so many things that people will fi- that a leader will fixate on mm-hmm. because what's crazy is that you can really unite people around fear. Yeah really unite people around fear. I mean, that's what the Nazis did. That's what they did in Jonestown. That's what they do in all of them. That's what our president's fucking done. Oh, we can't go there. We can't go there. I'll pass out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pass out and pee myself. Don't do that. Okay. Um, (coughs) Sorry for coughing. We're sorry, Iran. Mm. We hate our president, too. Okay. (laughs) So you're going to make me cough again, and then I'm going to pee myself for real. So stop. So, <laughs> so okay, so now the cults can now do the thinking for them, mm-hmm. the essence of brainwashing. And you know what? It's really fucking appealing to have someone tell you that you don't have to make decisions anymore. Yeah, it is. That they're going to make all your decisions for you, and life is going to be so much easier because they have all the answers. But and that that is a dynamic that is in... Um BDSM, which we've talked about before on the podcast, but the difference there is that in a healthy relationship like that, it's been discussed, like, these are the limits, Mm -hmm. this stays within this limit, I am still my own person outside of this relationship, you don't get to make all of my choices for me, and some places you do get to make decisions for me but that is in one area of our life that is a box Mm -hmm. yep that is that stays in the box right and that's the difference is that this is an unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. this is abusive so you you don't know where the limit might be Mm -hmm. which is another way of fear and control exactly oh if i do what i say maybe you won't let me cut my toe off today Mm -hmm. you know that happened heard one about that not too long ago it was insane and we'll never do that one because it's way too fucking dark oh um (laughs) Yeah, way too fucking dark. I'm surprised they did it on MFM, to be honest with oh you. Oh, my like, God. Karen only, Karen only grazed the surface, and what she grazed, the surfaces that she grazed were very intense. <laughs> and it went, she was like, I promise you, this is tame. Wow. Compared to, like, the rest of the things that are on this page in front of me. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, my God. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. God damn it, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> You're 42 years old. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Okay, so so there are all sorts of cults. Do they share familiar themes? Yes. Yes. Absolutely, uh, so they cults, do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so cults really do come in all forms. Um, she says, I've seen everything from yoga to therapy to commercial to political and religious cults. KKK. Like- yes. I mean, we could name a billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rec- I think the one that... I'm going to do next time started as a yoga group. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just nuts. Mine that I'm um, doing today started out as like a D and D 
type oh, gangrene. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm really excited. We go it to Florida. So, yay. Of course we go to Florida. I'm With so Kentucky excited. man. Kentucky man oh, in Florida. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's a combination. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so the recruitment processes can vary, but the mechanisms of isolation, engulfment, and fear arousal are universal and explain how groups hang on to and brainwash followers. So here's a question that someone asked her. It says, you yourself joined a cult. What was it like? She says, I joined a so-called left-winged political group. So-called because it didn't actually do anything to promote social justice and equality. (laughs) Which is what I thought I would be doing. Yeah. It was only after I left that I realized it was, in fact, a cult. Which is crazy. She didn't realize it at all. Yeah. Until she had had enough and left and then was like, oh. She was probably like, something in her gut was probably saying, nah, something doesn't feel right. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Because there are, you know, not everyone in the cult is just blindly obedient. There are people that get in and then leave a lot. And and you think, oh, my God, they're so horrible. And then you realize, wait a minute. Wait. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shifty eyes. Like, (laughs) wait. (laughs) Next question was, was your research made harder because of your experience? She said, the experience I had in a cult actually made the research easier. I knew I knew what being in a cult felt like, so I had a lot of clues about the feelings and thoughts of a person caught in a cult. And people were willing to share their stories with me because they knew I had had similar experiences and would not stigmatize them, which is amazing. Yeah. So she made, it opened this door for her yeah. um, and for other people to have an outlet and have someone to like share, to share with, which is so important. It does help, um, yeah. And then it says, what does it take for people to defy cults and totalitarianism like the Cultural Revolution of Mao or the Reich of Hitler? People who understand the mechanisms that cults use can see through them. See, that's what it is. Knowledge is power, you guys. Yeah. People who understand how cults work are able to see through the haze. Yes. It's like when you see when a magician tells you his trick. Suddenly, all the magic's gone. The spell is broken. You see him flip that card up his sleeve and then pull it out later. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's The illusion is shattered. You get special glasses. And you <laughs> get to see through They're no longer rose-colored. Exactly. They are blockers. <coughs> exactly. So, they're x-ray visions. So, Waterbug, um, bitch. Thank you, Alex <laughs> <James>. <laughs> So, this bolsters the ability to resist. Um, they're often able to remain detached and to hang on, even internally, to some sense of support outside the group and can also and also to a personal identity. So they don't fully immerse. Mm-hmm. They could maybe dabble in some of the fun bits, but they don't fully immerse. They into don't it start the signing way. shit. What? Yes. <laughs> Once you start signing shit, you're in a little too deep. Back it up. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Say, wait start a minute. fighting invisible things with ink pens. <laughs> it's gone too far. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have an awareness of being manipulated, and that can help counteract the process. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we've got some solutions, because we need solutions for something scary. <laughs> exactly. So, here we go. Here's kind of our call to action here, so um, or mine at least. So, what is the best way to support the family of a person who has joined a cult? 
which again we said we don't join you're 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 immersed in you're mm-hmm. you're i don't know what the word is you 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 just you're acquired come apart yeah acquired yes i love it mm-hmm. um no one's like hey you know what i'm gonna do today i'm gonna join i'm gonna a join cult. a cult sounds fun <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make decisions anymore. I don't want to go you know, back to school. I think school. I want to go live naked in this commune and share one penis with these other 25 women. And you know, I'm going to live in a harem. <laughs> oh God. But at least the cook, the food will be organic. Um, <laughs> and I don't have to go to Walmart. Exactly. <laughs> Does sound appealing. Okay. Not the syphilis, but you know, uh, so <laughs> there are people who specialize in helping family members, which is amazing. Of course there are. There are, of awesome. course, therapists that specialize in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the foremost action is to educate yourself about cults and read the basic literature in the field. Mm-hmm. Basic. It doesn't even say you have to become an expert. Just basic. get some basic knowledge. Which this you can is probably everywhere. find online. Absolutely. Um, it's best not to read impulsive, to, not to react impulsively. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You can read impulsively all you want. Uh, <laughs> don't know why free. I said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Google's free. You can read whatever you want. Knowledge is power. So, um, <laughs> it's best not to react impulsively, uh, because you could spook somebody and then make it worse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, second, it's important to remain in contact with the cult member. The cult will be trying its best to cut outsiders off, but try to maintain a patient, non-judgmental, but gently questioning, gently questioning approach. Do not that attack. Supports, yeah, that supports the person's prior personality. Mm-hmm. Question them about things going on in regular life. Mm-hmm. Criticizing the cult directly is usually counterproductive because they'll immediately cut off contact with you and be like, fuck you, you don't believe what I believe, and you don't understand me. Mm-hmm. Then begin to make a plan to help your loved one re-engage with their cognitive, their re-engage their cognitive abilities. So help them to start making their own, to slowly, through love and support, help them begin to kind of regain their decision making and their own, their own critical thinking. Help them begin to think for themselves again. Exactly. Basically. And that is a very hard thing to learn again. Yes. It's hard to learn to begin with. Yeah. To be honest with you, that was like one of the you, main tenets when I was a teacher is that I wanted to, it, I don't care if you could read or not at the end. If you can think for yourself, I will have done my job mm-hmm. because English is all about questioning and interpretation and personal interpretation and coming up with your own interpretation. You know not what I'm saying? You can read this poem like, and yeah. I feel like it's about a sandwich and then I read, you read this poem and it's about your dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And we're both right because it's fucking poetry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's whatever it says to your soul. That's right. So, sorry, tangent. Anyway, um, so here we go. Last little bit, and then we'll be ready for a break. Okay. So um, how and when can a family intervene? That's the big question. Mm-hmm. How do we rescue them? When can we rescue them, and how do we do it? The best time to intervene is before a recruitment attempt. <laughs> is to be preventative. Yes. <laughs> Families and schools must educate their children from a young age about such dangerous relationships. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about it early so they don't fall for it. Give them the special goggles so that they can see through the bullshit. Yes. 
Exactly. School is more than just getting your kid to a point where they can take a test. It is where they're getting socialized. So you have to make sure that the school that you are sending your children to has the same values that you well, do. That, and, and this like, is has also your, child, your job. Yeah. Well, yes, parent. also your job. But like definitely yes. you want to make sure that what you're teaching at home is also being reinforced at the school that True. you're sending your kid to. True. And it's also like this is knowledge. That, this isn't just to do with cults, you guys. Like we have, we have transferred this to many different relationships. This is mm-hmm. also a way to spot an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. be it a friendship, be it a romantic relationship, a family relationship. There's abuse everywhere, and it's important to recognize those signs of grooming and manipulation and all of that stuff. Isolation, you know, turning things around to feel like it's your fault and all of that bullshit mm-hmm. that then keeps people in their in this bubble and feeling worthless, which is what cults end up doing. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, it's all transferable to multiple areas of life. And this is a really important thing for us to teach our kids at mm-hmm. an early age. And then, you know, they don't go off and get naked and join a hippie cult. And and make sure, like, you're involved with your fucking kid. Like, listen yes. to them when they come to you with stuff. Listen yes. to them when they're telling you about what they learned at school. Listen. For the love of God, just listen to understand. Don't and, listen to I mean, respond. you don't have to listen when they've told you the story about a parrot for the 17th time. No, but, but like... You know, <laughs> because they're two. But you know what I'm saying. Well, you know what we're saying. <laughs> Sorry. This has been yeah. a serious episode. I was trying to make a joke. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> in the same way that parents teach their children about consent, about good touch and bad touch, mm-hmm. they no, must no educate them... Huh? No, no square. <laughs> this is my no, no square. You cannot my... touch me there. Yes! <laughs> Oh, ours was private square. <laughs> I, These are my private squares. <laughs> I heard that in a song somewhere. And I was Stop. like, yeah. Don't touch me there. These are my private squares. When did I even learn that? <laughs> it's just so ingrained. Oh, my God. Just on the playground, I'm sure. Okay. So, um, but anyway, so about good touch, bad touch, they must educate them about the dangers of isolating, engulfing, and frightening relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, it is also, it is so much easier to stay out of these controlling groups in the first place than to get out once trapped. That's huge. Prevention efforts should focus on informing young people about manipulative leaders and groups. Mm -hmm. And that's my segment. You so, did an amazing and of job. Course, well, thank you. And of course, there are ways to get someone out. Of course, we were talking about, you know, deprogrammers and things like that. But it, the psychological ramifications of being in the cult will last for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So it's so much easier to teach them in the beginning to look out for the signs so that maybe they get sucked in for a little bit, but they can remain detached and then y- you can pull them back out again. Yeah. It's so much more easy, especially when you've taught them to think for themselves. <laughs> And taught them that they have a brain Mm -hmm. and that, especially women, that you have a brain, use it, you know, Mm -hmm. and be your own person. So, okay. So there we go. I'm excited to get into your case, but I really have to pee. Okay. So I I love you and I will see you in a bit. Okay. I need to take some headache medicine. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Are you ready? Yes. For the shit that I found. Okay. I'm so ready. <laughs> Yay, I am too. I have some delicious grape juice now. Nice. I've got 
Um, to chase my last antibiotic pill. <laughs> I've got some Clear American Honeycrisp Apple uh, sparkling juice and water and a Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm winning. That's a lot of drinks. It is. And wine. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. No more wine. I stopped with the wine. I need to. You finished? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kate was already a couple drinks in before we started. <laughs> yeah. Cleaned out the refrigerator today. <laughs> Nice. And cleaned out the cabinets and yeah. I cleaned out my purse. Nice. I got Finally. a new purse. I love my nice. little purse. Yeah. Sweet. All, All right. right. Tell me everything. So. Hang on. Let me get comfy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Chastity really wanted me to do a vampire cult because Yay! Um, apparently there has been a crazy amount of vampire cults. Uh, popping up in Colorado Springs. Um, really? Yeah. So that's interesting. I wonder why that is. I couldn't figure it out. Um, there's not a whole lot of information about any on the internet right now. Um, I think it's it might just be because you know they're not hurting anybody. Um, as far as I know, uh, I was gonna say <laughs> as far as we know. Um, it's just it's not been big news just yet okay um so it's harder for me to find articles about that but that's um, interesting that a bunch of similar ones have popped up in the same area yeah that's really weird yeah but i think i kind of figured out why um oh okay so i thought you said you couldn't figure out why (laughs) i i like i i can't figure out let me explain. Okay. So I, I, I found a Facebook page for the okay. vampire community in Colorado, Colorado Springs. Colorado? Yeah. Where drunk. is it? Colorado Springs. Colorado. <laughs> um, it's a new state. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great place to be. There are lots of dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> Why are there dinosaurs? <laughs> in the name oh my god Keep up. <laughs> oh you're um, gonna kill me <laughs> but i i think they're popping up in such close proximity because these like facebook groups that i found and the website that i found are all about finding like vampire friendly places in the springs what yeah um okay there's a group there is a group that i found on the facebook page that i tried to look up i found their website it hasn't been touched in like 10 years but apparently there's like 43 people in that group and still and i was like wow um but i i was just not finding like a case really um, but I did find some beautiful bits. Just tidbits? Yeah. From Yay. vampirewebsite.net. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what it's called! <laughs> Is to there be... password password? Huh? Vampire password? No. <laughs> I just found this. No, I'm just, but you get my joke. Come on. <laughs> Vampirewebsite.com. Password is vampire password. <laughs> it's vampirewebsite.net <laughs> forward slash United States forward slash Colorado. Oh my gosh. Forward slash. 
Um, forward slash Colorado. <laughs> oh my god! They're not even creative. No, they're. I love it so much. I love an uncreative cult. That's my favorite thing too. in the world. And oh the person, <laughs> the person running this website is so done. And <coughs> there was a Q and A. No. Yes. Oh my God, Kay, tell me. Okay, They're tell me so everything. Tell done. me everything. Okay, but I'm going to start with the quote unquote new code. The new code. Uh-huh. Okay. The new code of vampirism, which, mm. to be fair, a lot of this can be applied to anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are eight. Oh, no. There are it's like eight. the code of Satanism. It's just like. It's like be a be good a, person. Be a person. Like <laughs> um so and then at the end it says hail satan. Yeah. So like, I'm just going to I'm going to directly quote this man. Okay. Uh, there and there was so much on here. Like there were a lot of conflicting things <laughs> on here and he was talking about like the cults versus the community and I was just like I'm not getting into that whoa like I don't wait so they call themselves a cult no like the oh like he's saying I'm part of the community there are cults that you need to be careful of oh no so I was just like whoa taking a step back (laughs) I'm just gonna laugh at the website a little bit because there are, are so many grammatical errors and oh no it's just it was beautiful it really it just my soul was made happy so <laughs> I, this is all oh, a direct Lord. quote from here until i say otherwise okay let's hear it this is my list i call the new code it is a combination of uns. This is my list. I call a list. <laughs> <laughs> this is the list called the vampire list. Yes. It has things of. It's a list with vampire things on it. Yes. As are all lists. Like a third grader. <laughs> Read it again. Read it again. This is my list. I call it the new code. <laughs> It is a- You're going to kill me. <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> oh, this my God. This isn't even the best part. <laughs> oh, my God. It is a combination of unspoken rules that have been in existence for a long time, as well as new ones that, when followed, will make coming out into the open much easier and have much more natural feel. Direct quote. What? I'm not, I'm not adding shit in here. Oh, I'm just oh. direct quote. <laughs> What'll have a more natural feel? I don't understand. <laughs> Coming out as a vampire. Coming out as a vampire? Yeah. I don't think that'll ever feel natural. No. I'm sorry. As They're called supernatural beings for a reason, sir. Yes. <laughs> sorry. But but he is to he is to help you have much more natural feel. Mm, Not okay. have a much. Have mm. much. Have much. Much natural feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I have much. <laughs> so much. So much. As for Oh this- my god, I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I have much natural feelings. <laughs> our our first fucking <clears throat> I don't know, merch item. Yeah. No, the come and go is our oh, first the, one. Oh, the come and go, yes. Yes. Um, Forever. 
As for this website's address, feel free to put it anywhere that a real vampire might see it. Bathroom walls, message boards, websites, search engines. The more places it goes, the more real vampires that will see it and the better off that we will all be. However, keep in mind, you are accountable for your own actions and writing it on walls probably isn't legal where you are. Oh my god. When number one. What? Number one. We're oh just my gonna god. we're gonna dive right in. Okay. Whenever Let's hear the list when of how to be a vampire. When space oh ever <laughs> somebody directly asks you if you are a real vampire, <laughs> always say yes in the same way and tone that they asked you. If they Oh my god! Wait, Don't wait. be a robot. <laughs> Don't. Oh, so you. So what he's saying is that I. Sh- if someone comes up to me and says, "Are you a re- ma'am? Are you a real vampire?" You are. I saying, shouldn't hiss, yes. fly up to the ceiling, hang upside down, and wrap my cloak around myself and say yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I should say yes. He gives like examples. He gives like examples. He, oh God! What? If they jokingly ask you, then jokingly say yes. If they yell the question at you, then yell at them when you say yes. Oh my god! If they sound serious, then say yes in a serious tone, etc. Because to deny what you are... Oh my god. Is to deny who you are. Oh my god. Oh my god. Because what... (laughs) Did he say because to deny what you are is to deny who you are? And to deny who you are is to deny that you exist. And to deny that you exist is to deny that any of us exist. Amen. Praise be. Hallelujah. Blessed be, sister. (laughs) Oh, my God. Number two. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you lie and say no, then none of us exist. Exactly. (laughs) And you don't exist. No. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <coughs> I love the. <clears throat> I love his example about if someone asks you in a joking manner that you should respond jokingly but still say yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh shit. This is too. This guy's too much. Oh, just wait. You are I'm responsible so excited. for the actions of those that you have turned into a real vampire. What the fuck? If they already have <laughs> mental problems, do not make them worse by changing them, causing their thoughts to become darker. If you turn an already aggressive person into a real vampire and they go off attacking random people and killing the people that they were mad at, the same punishment <laughs> will be done to you that was done to the one that you made. Either by the real vampire society, not the fakes in the quote-unquote vampire community, or the first slayer to find you. Oh my god, there are slayers? There are slayers, and there's a link on the website to find them. (laughs) There's a link to find slayers? There's there's a link for everything. Let me, I just want to read some of the links real quick. Because he knows where all the slayers are, like a Monopoly board. It's, It's like... A fucking supernatural compiled a list of like 
the other hunters, you know, whatever. Oh my god. The energy vampires, vampire friendly bars and clubs, letter from a real slayer, real vampire questions and answers. How to find a real vampire. These are all links on this website. Whoa. Super infection. The truth about real slayers. Vampire cults. Real slayers. <laughs> Knowing if and you- there's a th- it's a link called vampire cults. Yes. Oh my god. Knowing if you are a real vampire. Oh, going back to vampire cults. I did okay. click on that one and like it would keep it kept having a hyperlink to like vampire cults and I thought when I would click the hyperlink inside that it mm-hmm. would send me to like you know a news article. Something. You know, yeah. it kept redirecting me to the top of the page. Oh my god. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> just let me He's just, so bad at things. Yeah, just quit hyperlinking it's to your own It's five thousand years old. He's a he's a five thousand year old vampire. He doesn't understand how technology works. I guess not. <laughs> um, knowing if you are a real vampire, the new okay. code, recognizing a real slayer, comments and emails. Oh my god! Telling your and it is spelled U R apostrophe R. No friends and family. Ugh, Van- telling you are friends and family. It, n- oh there's not even an E at the end of that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Vampire jokes. How to get blood. Vampire myths and facts. Vamp- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Vampire jokes? Vampire jokes. Tell me. Tell me a vampire <laughs> joke. Um. <laughs> Why is it a bad thing to tell a vampire to get a life? Because they're dead. Because they might decide to no. take yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's really good. <laughs> but these are jokes just for vampires. Yeah. Oh my god. They're just for vampires to tell other vampires. <laughs> There were two guys sitting in a living room. One man says to the other, I would rather live with a vampire than with my wife. And the other man says, why? Because she's always trying to bite my head off. Oh, my God. That one wasn't as good. (laughs) That one was corny. What? What does the vampiress do when she gets lost in the desert? I don't know. Waits for her period. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so gross. (laughs) She wouldn't have a period. They're undead. Apparently, these vampires have periods. And erections. We won't get into the mythology flaws there. Nope. (laughs) How many goths does it take to change a light bulb? I love the, I love goth jokes. Tell me. None. The lights wouldn't be on anyway. <laughs> the lights wouldn't be on. I knew it was something like that. <laughs> and like you or something like you can't tell as soon as the light comes on they scatter or something yeah. like that. <laughs> the lights wouldn't be on. <laughs> okay, so but, wait a minute. What else was on this list? Um uh hold on. I got lost. Oh, it it changed. Changed. Let me go to the what? Like, it changed when I went to a different page. Like, the links at the top changed. Um, oh. Let's see here. 
How to get blood. Vampire myths and facts. Approach- How do you get blood? Um, What's his advice there? Yogurt is not a substitute for blood. What the fuck? Who would ever think that? No one goes to Kroger and says, oh, good. I found all this blood. <laughs> um, In the yogurt section. <laughs> he he oh, rated in, like, types jam? of blood. He, ra- he rated types of blood. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, read it right now. Oh read it right now. Okay. Read it right now. Okay. Number one, human, real vampire. Tastes like human blood, but much stronger and fuller, just plain and simple. What? Yeah, what? so, Wait, like, what? you you drink from another vampire. Oh. So, then, the second human, uh, energy worker. So, like, people who do Reiki, like me, or okay. do tarot card readings and stuff like that. Tastes like human blood, but sweeter, kind of like pomegranate. Ooh. What? Human. He's so full of shit. Oh, he is. Human. <laughs> Tastes like human blood. Smiley face with the fucking nose. Just, okay, so everything tastes like human blood because it's all from a fucking human, dude. Hold on, there's there's more. There's oh, more God. we get into animals. Oh, um, no. Is it puppy blood? No. no, no okay, no. good. Um, the best way to get a willing donor for human blood is to find an emo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is real shit that I'm reading find from the website. No. Find a goth kid. They'll do it. That's hilarious. Lamb. Tastes like human blood, but milder. Pig. Not safe. However, No, it's not. It has a very rich, good taste. However, due to the risk of getting a tapeworm, um, definitely not recommended. Oh, my God. What? Deer. Think of it as the middle ground. Why do you care if you get a tapeworm? You're dead. <laughs> no. These vampires oh are god. not dead, according to his lore. Oh my lore. god. Whatever. Um, <laughs> deer. Think of it as the middle ground between cow and human blood. Cow. He's been reading Twilight, hasn't he? <laughs> Aren't they always drinking deer blood? They are. Yeah. <coughs> deer and bear. Yeah. Um, Predators or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cow tastes like human blood but stronger not in the good vampire kind of strong just has a it all tastes like blood dipshit that's why you're saying it tastes like human blood it blood tastes like blood hold on oh god gonna eat your words with the last four okay what is he gonna say it tastes like fish blood or some shit bison very sweet taste the only problem is the chalky aftertaste ew Duck. How did he get bison blood? I don't know. There can't be a market for that. What poor... <laughs> whose farm did this bitch sneak <laughs> onto? Ha ha ha, I take your milk. <laughs> oh, I take it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, no proof of purchase. <laughs> yeah, like, this poor bison wakes up and just is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> took get my off my leg. <laughs> um... Duck. I remember it as tasting a lot milder than lamb's blood. Otherwise the same. Turkey. Not safe. Uh, chicken. Not safe. They And they just taste watered down, apparently. Um, it's not safe, but he still fucking drink it? He had to taste it. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Oh my god. Rinse do, How rinse many times do. has this idiot been to the hospital? <laughs> Probably too many to count. 
What do you um, have now? Hepatitis? <laughs> <laughs> why do you have, why have you had bird flu seven times this year, sir? <laughs> I've been drinking bird blood. <laughs> um, approaching a Sneaks real- Sneaks into the blood bank. <laughs> um, after How to Get Blood and Vampire Myths and Facts, we have Approaching a Real Vampire, a sobering moment from my past. Oh my god. Vampire Kay. community- and finally, finally, how to get turned into a vampire. Oh, my God. Tell me. Tell me how. Uh, tell me how. And then tell me how to come out to my family. <laughs> I'm still going to do my case. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. This is so hilarious. It, it's just. Is it really long? It's you don't not. have to read it if it's really long. Um, But. To get turned into a vampire, you need to do a simple exchange of blood with a vampire. That's it? Yeah. What? Yeah. You drink each other's Well, I'm going to call bullshit on True Blood <laughs> and Twilight and well, um, it reminds, Anne Rice and everyone else. Well, it reminds me of Anne Rice's lore. Cause you, I mean, a little. I think they drained them and then... You drain them until they're on the brink of death, and then they drink. They the feed blood on from you. you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh, uh, now I want to watch Interview with a Vampire. That's a good movie. Such a and good so movie. So is Queen of the Damned. Um, oh, I've never seen that one. I, that was actually the first one I watched. Loved really? it. Isn't that the third one in the series? Mm-hmm. It the is. book series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we're we're getting back to the code. Okay. Getting back to the code. Okay, um, let's get back to the code. Number three, a real va- vampire is made by a simple exchange of blood between a real vampire and a human. The vampire drinks first. This does not require a lot of blood, and anyone can be turned into a real vampire. <laughs> number four. It's really funny that it doesn't... It's... Sorry. <clears throat> He's totally painted it in to where you don't have... Nobody has to be killed or buried in the ground for seven days or some bullshit mm-hmm. and then dig themselves out or... <laughs> no, like, oh, no, you just drink blood from me and then I drink blood from you and boom, now you're, now you're a vampire. Yep. That's an easy recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, no, it's way more simple than all those novels. <laughs> it's so pretentious. <laughs> so pretentious. So silly. <laughs> Number four. Never turn someone into a real vampire for any of the following reasons. Oh my god. To prove that vampires are real. (laughs) To prove to them that they weren't already a real vampire. (laughs) What? In hopes to cure an illness of theirs. Oh my god. Because it won't fucking work. Because it's not true. Oh, my God. Simply because they want to become one always backfires. (laughs) (laughs) Because then they're like, oh, nothing happened. (laughs) I'm still just a dude. Yep. And you're crazy. (laughs) Because they hate their life and think being a real vampire will magically fix it. Backfires as well as He keeps calling it being a real vampire. He never says just being a vampire. He calls it being a real vampire. Well, he has to distinguish himself from the energy vampires because oh, they are not well, true Oh, well, he could vampires. just call them energy vampires. <laughs> He's a pretentious piece of shit. He's a douchebag. Um, or out of revenge. <laughs> to finish that off. Wow. Um, number I don't th- think you could force someone to drink your blood in revenge. 
Could you? Actually, yeah. You could do it in a sneaky way, huh? To where this isn't consensual? That's fucked up. Yeah. Not that I would, but like, well, no, and all but this I didn't stuff think about, about that. Crime that I know, like, people can force you to do a lot of shit. Yeah, it's true. Just put it in your drink, and then it's like done. Or just shove it down your throat, like. That's true too. Okay, yeah. we could go violent with it. <laughs> or Jesus, we could go violent with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be insidious. <laughs> just go for the full blow, baby. Um. God, Kay's like, oh, it, or you can force it down your fucking throat. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, number five. Only easy whips and chains. <laughs> I mean. All right. Rihanna's it's your rapper name. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not two chains. Whips and chains. Whips and chains. Um, Little whips and chains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, only acquire blood with a donor's permission. Never by <laughs> force or against a person's wishes. <laughs> Number six. He's not a real vampire. Isn't that like by nature what vampires do is they hunt and take it from people? Not his type <laughs> of vampire. Not, th- not, not a real vampire. <laughs> not a real vampire. <laughs> not him. Not all men. You just drink from each other because that's the best tasting because it tastes like human blood. Yes. <laughs> Do us all a favor. And if you aren't a real vampire, <laughs> i.e. one of those people that thinks they are due to reincarnation and goes way too heavy on the goth dressing style, um, <laughs> don't declare yourself as a real vampire because people like you are the ones that make people think that real vampires are just a few marbles short of a full bag. Okay, we need to start a drinking game. Every time you say real vampire, everybody has to take a drink. Yeah. Rewind. Rewind <laughs> the podcast. Go back and every time Kay says real vampire. <laughs> they had to get alcohol poisoned. That, that was the longest sentence I've ever heard. That was a rant. It, if you're not was. a real vampire, don't say you're a real vampire because you give a real vampire a bad name. Yes. It's people like you. You're not a real vampire. <laughs> oh, my God. Number seven. You can just see him in the corner with his arms crossed. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> Emo boy. Oh, um, God. Number seven. When coming out in the open, never insist on people believing you. If you are one after... If you are... One after saying that you are a real vampire, just be your normal self and they will realize it on their own time. What? That's how that's written and I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. It does not. Don't insist that anyone believes you, but tell them you're a real vampire and eventually they'll accept you. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right, buddy. Number eight, and this is the final one. Okay. And this is actually kind of Of his list? Yeah. His special list of lists? Yeah, his special list. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> this is actually kind of sweet. Okay. If a fellow real vampire needs help, offer to help yeah. them even if they don't ask for it. We all know that we tend to wait until it's either almost too late or way too late before asking for help because of some natural instinctive cat-like logic reasoning. So do each what? other the favor of not cat-like? letting them like <laughs> Cat-like? What? I'm sorry, cats don't give a shit about anyone. No. What? I, I, 
this guy is batshit fucking crazy. He is. Um, but yeah. So now we're <laughs> on to my favorite part of this fucking website. Well, hang on just a second. Let's dissect what he said. <laughs> he said you should only help real vampires. Yeah. Don't help anyone else. Only help the the community. Yes. The greater good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh no. What's your favorite part? But, Let's see it. Okay, so <laughs> these are my favorites from the real question and answer. Oh. <laughs> and these were just they were gold, and I couldn't. Oh my god! I I couldn't not. So, oh my god! Um, I'm so excited. Question: <laughs> Is pregnancy for vampire women easier or harder than it is for normal women? Answer: I talked to a friend of mine that had two kids before I made her a vamp, and one afterwards. She told me that during her pregnancy as a vamp, the baby kicked a lot harder than either of the first two. Because you're drinking blood. Logically. <laughs> We're making a logical leap here. Logically, huh? I'm guessing oh they God. get that bonus strength from the start. She was a newly made vampire. What? My guess would be that a fully developed vampire's pain tolerance will cancel it out because I have a friend in Chas that was born one and didn't seem to be affected as much. Oh my God. What? <laughs> yes. I don't have words. I don't have words. I this, uh, uh, this woman is a mother. Yep. Oh my god. And he has a friend who was born one? Yeah. What? And didn't seem to have a hard pregnancy. Oh my god. So, oh my god. Is that just his friend who's like pregnant and was like, "Oh no, it's fine. Like I was born a vampire. You don't have to like turn me." <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um so and this was the Oh my final, god, I can't breathe. This was the final question and answer on his list. Um and there's no uppercase, very little punctuation. It just imagine. Ah, uh, okay. Cool, cool. Would offer to help, but don't have the net right now except for my trio. Like a Blackberry, but hella better. BTW, want a free donor? I volunteer my roommate as long as you drain her completely. Her laziness has pissed me the hell off. Oh my god! Answer. You can't volunteer someone else. No! That's his whole answer? That's it. That's his whole answer! Oh my god! Not, Not that's it. wrong, or any. You can't volunteer someone else. <laughs> Next question. Did you say that in the same tone of voice? Yes. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Uh-uh, Cool. Cool. You can't. You can't recruit. So you can't volunteer someone else. Dog or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that was. That's so funny. That website was so beautiful. And I just couldn't not, I couldn't. That's insane. Yeah. But, alas, <sighs> that wasn't a case. No. And I found a wonderful case. Okay. Um, I pulled sources from 
orlandocentennial.com, Wikipedia, and um, something called courttv.com. So that's, (laughs) that's where my sources are from. They'll be posted. Sweet. Sounds super reliable. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the vampire cult killers. Spooky Halloween. In January. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Halloween is every day. Yes, it is. (laughs) So, um, this, the main article that I pulled from was posted in 2018, um, uh, December 7th, 2018, because one of the, or pretty much all of the people involved in this case that got sentenced to jail, they were all minors at the time, and Mm -hmm. their cases were re-looked at because they were all given pretty harsh sentences, um, and, like, there was a Supreme Court ruling that changed... Um, that changed, like, the, how do I put this? The way that they could sentence minors, basically, Mm, so they had to revisit them. Um, that makes sense. So, a man who was initially sentenced to life behind bars for his role in Central Florida's infamous vampire cult killings in 1996, when he was a teenager, has had his sentence reduced to 40 years and is set to be freed when he's 51. Howard Mm. Scott Anderson, who is not our main character, but he is important. Um, He's 38 right now. uh, Was resentenced by Don Briggs, the Lake County Administrative Judge in Florida's 5th Judicial Circuit, according to the Daily Commercial. Anderson was given credit for the 22 years he's already served. I'm definitely ready for this whole fiasco to be over with, he told the Daily Commercial. I've talked to my brothers and they tell me at least you'll be able to come home. Mm. Until Monday, Anderson was serving a sentence of life without parole for his part in the savage murders of 49-year-old Richard Windorf and his wife, 54-year-old Ruth Windorf. Um, because he was 17 when the crimes were committed, Anderson became eligible for resentencing when the U.S. Supreme Court decided in 2016 that juveniles who had been sentenced to life without the possibility of parole were entitled to new sentencing hearings. Mm-hmm. Um. So, there are a lot of people in this case. Uh, I've still got some people to introduce, so just um, bear with me. There are a lot of names. We'll get through it. It'll be fine. And these people um, are from Kentucky and went and committed a murder in Florida. Oh, shit. Um, Specifically, they're from, like, Paducah, Kentucky. Murray, Paducah, Murray around in that area so, oh wow so yeah. that's like near us mm-hmm. real close that's crazy oh shit i keep hitting my fucking mic <laughs> okay so in 1996 anderson was a member of the so-called vampire clan in the rural town of murray kentucky the group was led wow. by anderson's co-defendant rod farrell who was 16 at the time of the slayings um, slayings. They're mm. fucking intense. And the wife... You have to find the slayers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the words lined up. The joke was it, just sitting there. It, it was beautiful. The wife it, fought the, fu- the fuck back. And I love her so much. She fought the foot? She fought the foot? She fought the fuck back. 
Okay. <laughs> um, You're still not sober. I'm still not. Um, <laughs> sorry, y'all. <coughs> I was kind of nervous about this case. Um, okay. Is it really bad? It's a little bad, but it's really okay. cool. Um, because there's so much to it. So, Ruth Windorf's relatives attended Anderson's resentencing hearing and did not oppose his early release. Speaking with the Daily Commercial, they said they are more concerned about Farrell, who will face his own resentencing hearing in July. So, that has already happened. And he okay. his got commuted to... So, this happened last July? Yeah. Oh, um, shit. So, his got commuted to life in prison. Just... Instead of death? Yeah, because he was the youngest person on death row ever. Whoa. And his got commuted to just life without the possibility of parole. Oh, man. Yeah, Um, because they take this shit seriously Mm -hmm. in Florida. Um, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Which they absolutely should. That's where they finally caught Ted. Yeah, they absolutely should take it seriously. Um, yes. I don't think you should sentence a 17-year-old to death, Mm-mm. but nope. I also nope. kind of get it, because he was... I get the reaction, yeah. but he's a child. Yeah, but... <laughs> he's a child. He he is, and he's fucking psychotic, and he needs okay, help. Okay, tell me all about it. Um, So, we just want feral, said Ruth Windorf's daughter, Paula Queen Los. Uh, that's one thing we're waiting for, added her sister Lillian Rapp. He's very arrogant. He's never apologized. According to the Orlando Centennial, Farrell was the ringleader of the cult and was obsessed with the role-playing game Vampire the Masquerade. At the time of his arrest, he claimed he was a what? five... Yeah. Va- it's a game? He was Vam- a... So it's... Okay, so this is the D&D thing that you're... Yeah. The type... It's a role-playing game like Dungeons & Dragons where mm-hmm. you pretend like you're a vampire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was totally a girl in my creative writing class in college who was super... She was into a werewolf one. Oh, yeah. That one's and really cool. And she was cool, but. super into it and, like, everything she wrote about had to do with her, like, weird character that she came up with or whatever, which, like, Kay and I both play D&D. No judging. Yeah, but, like. No. It doesn't inf- infiltrate every aspect of our lives. <laughs> yeah, no. It um, influences our lives one night a week when we play <laughs> with our friends. Yeah. Like it, normal people. <laughs> and, like, he he didn't have the greatest upbringing. I didn't go into it because I don't care. Um, uh-huh. he, But that can kind of explain why he would want to escape into something like that a yeah. little bit. But, like, basically, Just a little. basically his mom introduced him to all of this, like, brought him up just playing D&D and this game all the time and mm-hmm. that's not healthy for a child to be in all the time. No, not all the time. It's not healthy for anyone to be in all the time. But especially you need to be yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially probably a kid with whatever puzzle piece he has missing. Yeah. And whatever other issues underlay mm-hmm. his so, weird sense of reality. Yeah. So, at the time of his arrest, he claimed he was a 500-year-old vampire named Visago and told him... Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Honey, you haven't been around for 500 years. <laughs> You're Did you 17. forget the first 425? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Oh, no. <laughs> and he told authorities that his followers referred to him as Major... <coughs> Oh, no. Farrell said 
the group participated in ritualistic ceremonies and bloodletting rituals. Oh my god. I mean, sure. <laughs> sure. You do you. But <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to escalate. Oh, it did. As long as it's consensual and you're a fucking adult, you don't need to be doing this when you're 17 for fuck's sake. No. But like hey, you know, like people are into some weird shit. You do you. It's not for me. I shouldn't call it weird. People are into some different stuff. <laughs> you want to do ritualistic ceremonies and bloodlet it? Have at it. As long as everyone's consenting and it's safe and you're all adults. Yes. <laughs> Consenting adults. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, and this is a quote from him. I tried to embrace the <laughs> lifestyle of being a vampire and being so young. My mind latched onto it so deeply, so tenaciously, that I got lost inside it. Uh, that's what he told mm-hmm. Crime Watch Daily in April 2016. Um, so he's going to blame the game. Well, yeah, kind of. Okay. Uh, so in November 1996... Farrell Anderson and two girls, Charity Keese, who was 16, or Keesey, Keesey, and Dana Cooper, 19, traveled from western Kentucky to Eustis, Florida, about 35 miles northwest of Orlando, to pick up 15-year-old Heather Windorf. No! Why? Farrell had met Windorf a year earlier and wanted to induct her into his cult. So, I'm going to take a bit of a step back from my main article here. And this is um, from a piece by Christine Dellert for Orlando okay. Centennial. And this was written December 17th, 2006. Okay. And now we're getting into the life of Heather. And okay. I'm going to say right here, Heather was implicated in the killings, but she was not indicted. Convicted. Like, they, the Supreme Court was like... No, they they kept her for a little while, but she didn't have anything to do she with it. She was never convicted. Yeah, never convicted. So this is, okay. So, in a faint southern twang, Heather talks about her new life in North Carolina, about learning to sculpt at art school, and about marrying a local theater and film director last year. She Aww. said she doesn't harbor grudges against modern-day vampires, though she thinks her case, she calls it a legend, has generated a cult following of its own. It was mind-boggling to me how big it was, she said. He was charming. Heather's voice quivers a bit when she recalls details surrounding the killings that have since been made into a low-budget film, several true crime books, and a TV docudrama. Oh my god, I want to read them all. I want to watch the movie. I want to watch the movie. It looks I really see, good. I want to see everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. How many books? Uh, it just says several. Several. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to have to look this up. Yes. We're going to have to look this up. <laughs> Amanda, tell us what these books are. <laughs> <laughs> so, back then, she was a Eustace High sophomore with stringy auburn hair who tied oh. a Barbie doll on a noose to her backpack. She sounds fucking awesome. Yes, yeah, she does. She sounds like <laughs> fucking one of us. Yes. Um, she met Farrell at school a year before the Eustace High dropout moved to Murray, Kentucky. With long black hair and a matching trench coat, Farrell claimed he could <coughs> suck human blood and live forever. When I first met him, 
He was not like a lot of the other kids, she said. He seemed older. Well, yeah, he looked like Neo from The Matrix with long hair, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he was crazy looking. Really? Like, they, they made him shave his hair in prison, but, like, I saw pictures of him during his trial, and he was... Weird. Wow. He was a person wow. that you would notice. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely noticed if you've seen him before. Yep. You wouldn't forget that. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, God. He seemed older just because of how he spoke and how intelligent he was. He was charming. He could tell a lie like it was the truth. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And remember, she was 15. That's so scary. Um, so well, your impression everyone's impre- so impressionable at that age anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going through puberty. This is one of those things. This fits in the category. You're going through puberty. It's a time of transition in your life, and you're figuring things out, and you're vulnerable. Exactly. Exactly. And now her fucking parents are dead. Oh, no. Spoiler alert. Jesus, Well, well I've already said that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I was still thinking about the crazy guy from earlier. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, Vampirewebsite.com. Sorry. <laughs> .net. It's done. Oh, so excuse me. It's very official. <laughs> very official. Password, vampire password. <laughs> uh, so now we're taking taking a step back from that article and going back to the main one, um, just because it's a little bit more. I feel like this case is sounding familiar to me now. It it was big. I may have. It was really. I may big. have heard of this. All right, keep going. Um, so when the group arrived in Florida. They met with Windorf, whom Farrell later claimed was initiated into the cult by participating in a crossing over ceremony. Farrell and Anderson planned to break into Windorf's parents' house and steal the keys to their 1993 Ford Explorer. However, the plan apparently changed along the way to include killing Richard and Ruth Windorf. Oh, no! Farrell and Anderson, police said, entered the Windorf home alone on November 25, 1996. Richard and Ruth Windorf's other daughter, Jennifer, then 17, discovered the bodies later that night and called the police. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's terrible. So we're going to pull a detective in now. Okay. Uh, So we've got Detective Al Gussler, who was uh, then a detective with the Lake County Sheriff's Office, and he was the first officer on the scene. I've never oh, seen anything worse. He told Okay, graphic content coming, I'm guessing. Yes, graphic content <laughs> is coming. Okay. Uh, this is very this is very dark. Skip it if you need to. Um yeah. We'll we'll try to put Tell a time me everything. Stamp. Uh so yeah. he told uh, I've never seen anything worse, he told Crime Watch Daily. It was a very gruesome situation. That was probably the worst case I've had. And I am gonna Okay. Are you going to read what happened? I, I am. I just forgot okay. that um, it comes up a little later. So, oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> after <laughs> False alarm. <laughs> we'll put a timestamp in the- Oh, my God. And then- People no, are going to be, like, skipping, and then they're going to skip- They're going to hit play, and then they're going to be in the middle of the <laughs> I'll put a timestamp in the description. Okay. Y'all will be fine. <coughs> Uh, and put the graphic content warning at the beginning. Okay. So, after four days of driving through four states, the group was found in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It is believed that Farrell liked a video arcade in New Orleans, and they were headed there. 
one of the girls. Wow. Charity. Uh, that's I'm a 500-year-old vampire who has the interests of a 17-year-old boy. Yes. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Charity placed a call to her grandmother in South Dakota. The group needed money, and Charity thought her grandmother could help them. However, Grandma takes no shit and no prisoners, baby. Um, oh, my God. She informed the police about her whereabouts and helped police trick Farrell, Wendorf, and the rest of the teens into going to a local Howard Johnson's hotel. Yes, Grandma. Grandma's the best. Um, where they were arrested by waiting law enforcement. Nice. Wait, so did she tell her grandma what happened? She was like, hey, so we just killed it these was people. It was all, no. And no, we're it was on just... our way to Louisiana? <laughs> no? No, it was all over the news at this point. Like, it, it. And it was suspected that they were, like, they were suspected in it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she's calling her for money, and grandma's like, hell no. <laughs> Listen, honey. <laughs> like, there's a lot of shit I'd do for you, but this is not one of them. <laughs> not, no. <laughs> so the four were held at a Baton Rouge jail bef- for a week before being extradited back to Florida, where they were initially booked at the Lake County Jail. Wow. They were later moved to a juvenile facility in Ocala. Does it say how they knew that they were implicated? Like, that it was them? I'm going to tell you. Oh, you're going to tell me. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, how did they know? Um, Well, like, obviously, the youngest daughter's missing. And well, right. she's had these friends that she's been talking to, and okay. sister probably knew. So I'm sure, and was like, like, the sister knew. Yeah. 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 So. And I was like, listen, my sister's really weird, and she's gotten in really deep with these weird friends of hers. Yeah. Okay. So, Farrell waived his Miranda rights in admitting killing the couple with a crowbar. Oh, my God. That is not very vampire-like. No. A real vampire would never kill with a crowbar. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I... What's-his-face would be very disappointed. <laughs> yes. You give all us real vampires a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Here's where we're going to get a little graphic, or, well, very graphic. Um, okay. Got direct quotes from the murderer okay. here. And, Tell me. Yeah. So, I went to her dad and smacked the fuck out of him until he finally quit <gasps> breathing. So, oh yes, God. I'm admitting to murder, police said Farrell told them. Actually, it took him about 20 fucking minutes to stop. I swear <sighs> I thought he was immortal or something. And Of course you thought he was immortal, you crazy fuck. And this is pulled in from Wikipedia. Um, the father, Richard, was found bearing burn marks in the shape of a V. It was said that the V was Farrell's symbol, which he accompanied with a dot for each person he considered to be in his vampire cult. Oh my god. Farrell told detectives he used a crowbar because a machete or chainsaw would have been too messy. Ruth Windorf. Yeah. He, I would disagree. He's fucking 17. And not very. That would have smart. been too messy. <laughs> you could have just stabbed them, you idiot! Oh my god! But Ruth, not to give anyone how-to tips on how to <laughs> cleanly kill someone, but good god! But Ruth is a badass. Bl- he bludgeoned them with a crowbar. Yep. Um, That's there's got there's a lot of anger. There they must have been. 
like resistant to him being well, in their daughter's well, life in some way. Well, because okay, let me let oh, me get through this. Am story. I right? Am uh-huh. I right? No, but let let me get through it. <sighs> he he wanted he wanted rid of them so he could take her. Obviously, okay, but he was gonna leave the mother alive. But Ruth, how did that? The self-proclaimed cult leader explained, walked out of a bathroom after her husband was killed and saw him holding the bloody murder weapon. She was holding a hot cup of coffee and threw the liquid in Farrell's face. That's when she lunged at me because I was actually going to let her live. But after she lunged at me, I just took the bottom of the crowbar and kept stabbing it through her skull. Whoa. So, Anderson also spoke with police. He admitted being at the crime scene and suggested that the homicides had been premeditated. I was going to go for the father, and he was going to go for the mother, but when I saw him make the first blow, I couldn't, Anderson said. When details of the horrific murders were made public... Is that one of the girls, I guess? Anderson's one of the girls? No, Anderson was the main guy we started with. What? I'm confused now. There's so many names. Yes, there's two guys and two girls. Oh, and I then, thought it was all girls no, and him. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Okay. So there Anderson, was another dude, and they were going to split it. Yeah. And he, okay. Anderson's one of them, getting out. Farrell is not. One of them chickened out? Yeah. Okay. So um, when the details of the horrific murders were made public, the media dubbed them the vampire cult killings. The nickname was widely reported, much to the consternation of the defense attorneys, who failed to persuade reporters to refer to it as the Windorf case. A grand I mean, yeah, that's kind of fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, they didn't want it to get a whole lot of attention, because that's what they figured these kids wanted. Well, but there's the that. vampire yeah, cult and that is also going to just get... like That makes it sound bigger than it is, yeah. too. Like, this is a four-person, or four- or five-person little cult yep you say the vampire cult murders it sounds like a group of 50 people are murdering children in their beds yeah and drinking their blood like <laughs> which is of course what the media wants because mm-hmm. it's all about fear-mongering but like i get it yeah <laughs> a little bit <laughs> yeah sorry so a grand jury in lake county indicted Farrell and anderson who were the guys and then mm-hmm. kesey and cooper in december 1996 uh, Kesey's grandmother was the one that ratted him out. Nice. So the grand grandma Kesey. Yeah. Uh, the grand jury declined to indict Heather Wendorf because she was fucking kidnapped. Because she was yeah. Well yeah. And, like she was she was fifteen. Like. Mm-hmm. And they said they were gonna steal the car and go. Not I'm gonna kill your parents and then we'll go. Yeah. So they decided that on the way a broken to contract, steal the car. broken consent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey, you know what we should do? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, oh my god. In February 1998, Farrell, then 17, pleaded guilty to two counts of felony murder and was sentenced to death. At the time, he was the youngest person on death row in the United States. Okay, so I kind of get why he was sentenced to death. He yeah. sounds like a huge fuckhead. Yep. Um, and he readily admitted it and said all this stuff. Oh, man. He re- Yeah, if I was on the jury, I'd be like, yeah, we need to fucking kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's... You can kill a 500-year-old vampire with lethal injection, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that still works. Yeah. Maybe we should stake him in the heart just to be safe. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, I love in Hotel Transylvania when they're in the basement. It's Johnny and Drac, and they're in the basement, and he's like, garlic? He's like, yes, I cannot eat it. My throat swells. And then he says, wooden stake through the heart? Yes, but who wouldn't that kill? <laughs> That's fair. Like, <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> um. Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, say blah, blah, blah. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Those movies were so fucking cute. They're delightful. Um, oh, goodness. I kind of okay. want to watch them all again right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. So Anderson, who was the guy we started with in the very beginning. The main guy. Yeah. Well, like, not not main guy, but he's who we started with. Um, oh, my God. I'm so confused. Farrell, Farrell's the main guy. He's that's the, right. He's okay. the leader. Anderson is the guy who's getting out. Um, okay. So Anderson at the time was given his life sentence after pleading guilty to being a principal to first degree murder. Kesey, the one whose grandmother ratted her out, uh, go Grandma Kesey, uh, mm-hmm. was convicted. Grandma Kesey <laughs> for president. Yes, uh, was convicted of two counts of third degree murder and sentenced to ten years behind bars. Cooper, oh, the other girl, who was convicted mm-hmm. of the same charges, received a 17-year sentence. Both women have since been released. Farrell remained on death row until 2000, when the Florida Supreme Court reduced his sentence to life in prison. Um, so That's very surprising yeah. that Florida but did that. It is. Florida is like the one place you don't want to, you really don't want to commit a murder. Exactly. Because they will kill you. Yeah. Uh, during his interview with Crime Watch Daily in 2016, Farrell said he expects his sentence will be commuted to either time served or a specific number of years. I have a woman and I have a job waiting on me, Farrell said. I even have a cat and a dog waiting. You're in prison for life. Nothing's waiting on you, you idiot. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He <laughs> didn't think that way before his resentencing, but his resentencing was just life in prison, no parole. Um, yeah, you're not getting out. Yeah. <laughs> Retired detective Gusler said it's, he. Does, I don't think it's ever gone. Death, life in prison without parole, release. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. No. When you have pled guilty and are clearly guilty. Yes. If you're innocent, that's another matter. But I don't think this is ever going to happen for you, dude. No. You don't have a job waiting. Apparently he thought he did. Oh my god, he's such an idiot. Retired Detective Gussler said he does not believe Farrell should ever be released. He didn't give a second chance to the brutal murder of the mother and father, so no, as far as I'm concerned, he could stay there for life. And of course he has a fucking girlfriend. And I don't understand that. Like, I am fascinated by this stuff, but I would never want to date someone that's no. done something like this. No. No. But, um, and we're going to end this on a quote from the detective. Okay. And if I lived in the area he was getting out in, I would definitely keep an eye out on him. Ugh. But he's not getting out. So No, he's not fucking getting out. Yeah. So that's my case. 
Yay. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. I was really proud Very of that well one. Very well done. I really want to read every single book. Amanda, find all the books <laughs> and tell us what they are. Yes. Do a whole blog post about all the books. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Amanda. We miss you. Oh, love you so much. All right. It's time for a game. Yeah. Oh, do you want to play the game? office trivia? No, we have to finish this okay. game first. Okay. <laughs> we have a lot more cards, but it's good that we have a backup. Yeah. Oh, okay. you need so, to send me a picture of my card. I'm just going to do this. Oh, I can't see it. Can you see it now? Yeah. Okay. I'll so, remember that one forever. I okay, see good. So uh, <laughs> this is our game. Of course, you guys know it if you've been listening. Uh, called If You Had To by Drunk Stunder Stupid. Um, so... Would you rather you want to go first, Kay? Because I don't remember who started us at all. <laughs> I, I think it's mine, but I'm not okay. sure. Um, would you rather have Martha Stewart baste you like a turkey? <laughs> <laughs> or everyone knows everything about you. Everything. I'm going to pick Martha Stewart basting me like a turkey because that sounds delightful. <laughs> just basting you in warm water and butter and turkey fat but, in a tub but it sounds amazing like shoving something up the butt no base no, <laughs> no that's not basting what's basting basting is when you use a turkey baster and then you squirt liquid all over the turkey to keep it juicy Oh. You suck the juices out of the pan, and then you squirt the juices all over the turkey. You've oh. never seen a cooking show? Have you never Not made a turkey? I was like five, and I don't remember a lot of that. <laughs> and we don't eat a lot of turkey. We never made a turkey for Thanksgiving because none of us liked it. <coughs> um, oh, but goodness. I, I was actually... When I saw the basting, I was reminded of a scene in a movie that Chastity watched and told us about uh-huh. with the turkey baster. And I was like, if that's what that's used for. Oh, that one. No, 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 no. There are other uses for the tool <laughs> called a turkey baster. So I'll go with the baster. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with the baster. But that is not what we're talking about here. <laughs> okay. Well, thank everyone so much for listening. Sorry that we're so sick. And um, but I really had uh, a lot of fun with this episode. Thank you so much, Chastity. She's been one of our Patreon yes. donors since like yes, yes, yes. July. And thanks for this awesome pick. Yeah, this was a great pick. We're really excited to get your poster out to you because that should be done soon, shouldn't it? Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we're super excited about that. Um, definitely, if you guys want to pick an episode, head on over to Patreon and give us some money. Yeah, and the stipulation for that is donating at $25 a month or just being the first person at any level. uh, level. So right now, you could donate a dollar and be able to pick an episode. Mm -hmm. So why don't you go on and do that? Yeah. And you also get get access to all kinds of our crazy shit that that we have posted on Patreon, which is super fun. We have lots of spooky stories on there. Lots of, we've been doing creepy, like actual human creepy stories yeah. like stalkers and shit like that and we're doing and we've got more a ton tonight. of ghost stories and we're doing more tonight i'm yeah, so excited yeah um <clears throat> how often do they get posted uh i'm doing every two weeks or like every, every other week every other week okay yeah. 
mm-hmm. awesome. So every other week you get a new episode, which is super cool. I don't think anybody does that. I think everyone else does like once a month. So mm-hmm. you get extra with us. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, your money goes further. So um, anyway, something else to binge. And, and I'd also, um, there's something I wanted to talk to you mm-hmm. about to put on Patreon too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. We can do that off the air. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway, cool I hope you guys enjoyed coming. this episode. We're definitely going to revisit this subject again cuz it's awesome. Um, and remember, you are not a monster unless you're a real vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only then are you a monster. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bye guys. guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Nebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.